This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This conversation is brought to you by Taylor's University. Good afternoon, this is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. We are often asked this question very early in life. What do you want to be when you grow up? From astronauts to zoologists, we dream of becoming many things, but how many of us end up in a career we are truly passionate about? One such lucky soul is Faisal Akhtar Mohammad Fadzil. He's an XR specialist at the Vortex XR Lab at the Design School at Taylor's University. What path led him to his current career in extended reality? He joins me now to share more and why he became an XR specialist. Welcome Faisal, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think, you know, uh, Faisal, maybe let's just start with a very brief explanation since you're the expert on what XR is all about. Right. So XR um, stands for extended reality. Basically, it's like an um, umbrella term for all of the kind of like new realities nowadays, like virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality. So when people say XR, it basically means like all of them or like one of them. Mm-hmm. It's not like specific. It's kind of like when you, when you say like I work in multimedia, but okay, some what does it mean? Basically, multimedia consists of like uh, digital imaging or like video editing or graphic design. Technically, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. So XR is basically that realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell me, you know, how did you uh, end up in a career in XR? How did you end up in that realm? Right. So quite some time, actually. <laughs> I had a long journey, actually, because like um, I started off like when I when I was a kid, I like I love to draw. Mm-hmm. I love I love to draw. I love to play games, obviously. So kind of like so I did wanted to work. I, I didn't really like wanted to work. In something related per se, I saw like a like a game cinematic, and I was like, okay, I want to do something there. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what, but I just want to work. I just want to do that, mm-hmm. same something. So I, I studied in MMU um, in the Faculty of Creative Multimedia uh, to work on to like just because I like to I love to draw, and then there was a majoring of virtual reality which I took in the second year. So I graduated that in two thousand seven. But I was mostly because virtual reality back in 2005, 2007 was really, really, really new. Mm, yes. Technically, the industry was like non-existent. But I tried it anyway, and I hated programming at that time. I was like more on the creative side, so but I survived. And then, but when I graduated, uh, there was no VR market per se. Mm. So I did, I, I worked as like a flash illustrator with a company for a few months and then work into another company doing 3D animation and then got an offer to do something in like a interactive 3D virtual heritage project called the Iwari Sansanibena with M- with a sub company under MMU okay. which is the the university I, I studied in so i worked on that and initially as a modeler but at that point i learned about this new um, game engine software called Unity. There was like very early versions of it. But I kind of like, I could use that for some reason doing the interactivity and kind of like love doing that for some reason. So and I was like, that became my job. I kind of like made my own role in that particular project. Nice. Instead of like doing modeling, I became the, the one that compiled all the building models and whatnot and give the interactivity, create the environment and whatnot. And it started with that. And then... Um, it led to me being an assistant lecturer in MMU, teaching VR. So I stayed that for like for a few years, up until 
uh, I decided I wanted still more industry knowledge back in 2015, 16, I feel. I wasn't really ready to be teaching at that age, I feel. <laughs> Especially teaching VR per se, because like I feel like I personally, I did not really have like industry experience in virtual reality per se. Um, so I left and worked in a VR company down in Sunway, work on like a virtual reality, uh, real, real estate uh, property. Okay. Uh, they actually launched their property without a physical showroom, only using VR. Oh. So that was a really interesting project. Where, like everybody, the, the customers coming in, uh, they just like, oh, I want to see this unit. How does it look like? So they wear the VR headset and they can see the unit in VR, see how it looks like, how without the furniture, with furniture, how's the view from different, different floors because we took that 360 images of actual floors because the building has not even been built yet. Yeah. But you can already see how it looks like from the inside. So that was really interesting. And then I went to another company called Ministry XR. Um, which work a lot more on XR solutions. So we did like like a VR showroom for like automotive company. Um, we did like a like a VR game prototype and a lot of like AR campaigns for a lot of campaigns in Malaysia and like Southeast Asia regions as well. And then I got an offer for there, there was I, I saw an opening in Taylor's University to become an XR specialist for their new up and coming lab called the Vortex XR Lab. So I thought like, because kind of like I had a bit of education background and industry background, so they kind of like needed that particular role. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, oh, that's kind of like the perfect role for me. So I like try it out and here I am basically. Okay. So yeah, it is at least like I had that passion for XR and VR, I guess, mm -hmm, starting mm -hmm. from gaming, starting from creative, self uh, self-taught myself programming became in love with it and kind of like I understood both I I understand both sides of it I understand the creativity part and the programming part and I understand the academic part and the industry part so yeah it's kind of like a really weird journey I guess <laughs> no but look at you now you know um, part of this lab which we're going to find out more about and I guess you know just looking back at all the things that you've done and it, it's not it's not been a long time right you're still very new um, still very young obviously but um, what are you most proud of you know throughout all these years I'm very proud of like the the projects and the people I've met mm -hmm. apart from the projects I've like, like I mentioned I did like a few really really awesome really cool projects and really meet, uh, meet really cool people as well um, back in Ministry XR, even like in MMU, mm -hmm. um, even like in the other, other companies as well. Because I, I used to kind of like go to events. Uh, while I was teaching as well, I was doing like on the side, doing some game development. Sure. Even like do, created my own startup for a while just to try out things. So I kind of like did with, applied for like the IPCC competition, just uh, managed to go to the first round, but didn't, didn't, didn't go through for further. But I met a lot of like the industry people, like really I did get to know more of the industry, the gaming industry, the, the VR industry. And it's really interesting that like, even though you don't see it on the news or mainstream, the VR market is already here. Like AR, even like augmented reality, like um, architecture firms have been using virtual reality for like, for the longest time actually, mm -hmm. even like they're utilizing it not just for like presentation, but to in their works, basically designing in virtual reality in the cave system and whatnot, so they can make decisions a lot faster, sure. even like in the military and other basically industries, actually, there's a lot. It's just not out there for consumer per se. Mm -hmm. 
right now basically directly for consumer people are going for augmented reality that's kind of like uh, those like facebook filters ig filters now like sure, uh, tiktok sure. and why not yeah. every our phones is an ar device per se so everybody's pick like started with like pokemon go people really familiar with that and that space becomes like the catalyst of a lot of like ar and mr development nowadays mm-hmm. because it's kind of like approachable yeah right yeah, yeah so whether we realize it or not we are actually using it you know is really quite uh, uh, intrinsic and quite part of our lives today exactly, especially exactly. if you own a smartphone as you said right and you mentioned you know when you were uh, heading to study uh, there was it was there was a gap right there was no um, there was there wasn't a course that you uh, could really fit in with what you wanted what are your thoughts about uh, xr in education uh, now so, especially yeah right so my thoughts xr can has been and will be a driving force in transform education as we speak i feel and it has been actually some lecturers have already like utilizing xr technology to transform their classrooms and want to transform their uh, teaching and learning experiences because like creating being especially since the pandemic uh, the pandemic made like a lot of people kind of like have to um tech up basically kind of like yeah, have to yeah. learn new softwares new uh, gadgets new platforms to do uh, remote conferencing and why not and virtual conferencing or like virtual platforms to that has been around actually be- even before the pandemic it's not as widely used uh, f- uh, around the public because like people say that like, oh i can just like um do teams call or like remote uh, zoom meet zoom or meet or whatnot what's the what's the difference uh the difference will uh, be is the presence the presence factor because like you see people on the screen and comparing that and seeing your avatar and another avatar together it's like a game basically like a lot of people like play MMORPGs mm-hmm. when you get close to people it feels as if like you are literally close to people and using virtual reality when you put the headset on your head when you really literally see another avatar your friend or whatever in front of you you really feel he's there with you sure right even like some applications have like uh spatial audio where like if you talk to one side of a person's ear you can literally hear he uh, the person's voice from that particular direction so it's it really feels like you are really immersed in that particular experiences such as like those vr chats or like nowadays there's the horizon workrooms i we tried out the that the other day it really feels like you're there mm-hmm. with them <laughs> even though we're like miles apart yeah. but with new technologies and current technologies actually you can be you can feel like you are literally uh with them a lot closer rather than just like uh calls or like these virtual uh video conferencing tools and whatnot. Okay. So because like today's um teaching and especially like nowadays students nowadays they've grown they 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 grew up with different things. They grew up with different experiences. They grew up with a phone on in their hands already. So they so the phone basically it's kind of like it's the technology is already second nature to them. So when when they uh, arrived into schools or university the educators need to kind of like cater to them per se to a certain extent uh not exactly like cater cater per se but at least like you need to adapt yeah. that because like the platforms they use they're they're familiar with are for for some of us are really alien per se so at least like 
um, and nowadays you have with like on-demand streaming movies and whatnot, education can be on-demand as well, can be personalized and and should be engaging and immersive. And that's why basically where technology comes in with VR and what NR and XR and whatnot. So it allows um, learners to be a lot more immersive in their studies because like even like nowadays students are not paying attention as uh, the attention, attention span, span is, yeah. is lesser. Mm-hmm. So with immersive tech, it helps to engage them a lot more and help them actually learn uh, for the sake of learning rather than just to pass the subject and whatnot. And studies have shown actually like utilizing XR in, technolo- in, in their studies actually increases like the learning qualities as whatnot. They remember things a lot uh, a lot more because they are immersed into the education. They're immersed in the information. Right. They're a lot engaged in it. It becomes an experience rather than just like going to school and just like absorb information per se. They go to classes and they, they have an experience with their lecturers, with their friends. And there's a lot of statistics you can find out like how XR uh, improves retention up until like 75% or even like in the education in, uh, industry using uh, XR increases productivity as well, both for the students and the teachers as well. So even like as, a, as an example, as like when people play games, they would remember things a lot more in their games because they are totally immersed into it. Yeah. Like people like every games that the, the student that people play, you would really like because you were like you were literally you feel like you're there. The characters felt so real. The stories felt so real. So why can't that be applied to to teaching? So a lot of like uh, educators, teachers have already actually adapted to this and really utilized like kind of like gamify their teaching experiences. So the students actually felt like they're a part of something big. And then it felt it gives them a, uh, a different feeling when they when they finish the course on that when they graduated they, they felt something really engaging and and hopefully that basically the idea that they will retain those information long after they graduated which is like some of the issues with like previous graduates I would I would I would say basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah because it's great right and I guess you know also the way you teach changes obviously right and so uh, the way you come up with curriculums the way you uh, you know do your modules and your programs that's going to change it's going to become more immersive it's going to I guess you know take us into the future isn't it because this textbook sort of like teacher tell you what to do is not is not really going to work true, anymore. True. It's basically like not to say like everything will be replaced by for XR. Sure, for there sure. are certain things you need to be physically present, mm-hmm. such as like uh, I recall like when we had an onboarding session with the School of Medicine under Taylor's University. So they they are like surgeons per se. They they teach surgery and whatnot. So we try have them try out like VR in medicine that you can see anatomy in VR and whatnot. So it's really nice and whatnot. But for them, they feel like. Um, this is all virtual, so I cannot touch things. Sure. I don't feel like the muscles, the, the 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 veins and whatnot. So those things you need to feel. You really need to kind of like have that physical uh, presence per se. So in those cases, you need to have um, physical classes and whatnot. So what this does is basically we because. XR is a platform, is another platform of study. So it's up to the lecturers to kind of like plan out their, their curriculum. So for like there are certain subjects, 
you need to be in a physical class because you need to be in the lab per se to use certain equipments to use certain items for, for study but at certain cases you can do it online you can do virtual classroom you can do it in VR you can give give the students the VR experiences so they can experience it at them their own time and so and whatnot so they can do a lot more self-study so there's a lot more ways you can engage the students and the students as well there's a lot of more avenues for them to learn at their own pace yeah. so it helps so that's kind of like the challenge and I feel like in the next coming years with all of these technologies become more accessible the the, the, the academicians basically have to kind of like really think on how way newer ways of them to basically teach uh, the students and like how to utilize these technologies and how to kind of like uh, when to use VR when to use AR when to use physical when to use uh, I don't know like visit visit to a place or why not so that's that's the challenge right now and mm-hmm. basically the, the, the more awareness of uh, academicians and people towards these different different technologies the more they they can kind of like uh, plan out and really understand uh, like how to teach better, how to up- upskill themselves to give the, a better experience for the students. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want in the end, right? Your students to have a most holistic sort of education and, and experience with you. So yeah, I mean, this is just one uh, piece of the puzzle perhaps, right? In, in, true, in true, Looking true. for the future of education. And let's talk a little bit about Vortex Lab now. You know, what would you say is the potential of uh, the Vortex XR Lab now and but also in the future? So Vortex XR Lab is basically a facility to facilitate XR in teaching and learning. Uh, it op- it's open for both lecturers and students across all the faculties within Taylor's. So it's not just limited for the design school per se. It's open for any uh, lecturers or any in uh, fac- faculties departments within Taylor's, even like the marketing or even the law school. They're open to utilize our facility as as long as we can like fill up a form and can like book the place. Uh, that the idea is basically because the place is like an um, it's an experimental space for the academicians and students to explore. Uh, they can innovate and they can play around. Basically, that's the idea because they these technologies because it's kind of like still new, relatively new for a lot of people. So they need time to be exposed to it and the, the best way of being exposed to it is just like trying it out sure. playing playing some like games or playing some experiences just try out different different types of experiences be it uh, playing a VR shooting game on a virtual reality headset or like trying mixed reality uh, learning anatomy studies or even like uh, augmented um spatial awareness application to like put furniture uh, in in your corner of your room so you try these different different applications so we have the lecturers try it out a lot of these different different um uh, applications or technology in in a in a program we call xrope xrope program which is an onboarding program for all of tailors so that we have them to try it out and let them think about like how they want to utilize the technology because they're the subject matter expert. They're the module creators. They know what to teach. Yeah. They have the the, 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 the the teaching materials to teach basically their students. So exposing them to the technology will allow them to kind of like reass- reassess kind of like how they will teach and figure out like, okay, how does Vortex uh, Lab can add on to my curriculum? What if I, I do some of my classes utilizing VR? What if I do some of my crit sessions utilizing AR just to study about their models? What if like, even like, because like, because we 
conducted this extra program even like before the launch. We just recently launched the Vortex XR Lab on the 9th of August, okay. just like last month. Sure. But the extra program has been going on uh, since March, actually. There's like School of Education, School of Computing Science, and they have successfully and repeatedly conducted their classrooms in virtual reality. So like School of Education per se, they created, they, they utilized this virtual platform called Engage VR. Uh, it's a cross-platform uh, virtual platform uh, experience where like everybody can be within the same session, uh, but not everybody has to have a VR headset. You can still access it from a PC, from a mobile, from laptop, and VR as well. But everybody would be in the same session remotely. So the class was teaching about like upper micro teaching in a virtual environment. So they were teaching students that are about to be teachers themselves. So that particular subject uh, is targeting how to how to deal with disruptive students in a classroom. So they would have like uh, students to play a role of the teachers and then somebody would play a role as the disruptive student. Okay. So the, 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 the role played by the, the teacher that, that's playing that particular role will have to kind of like how do they deal with that particular situation. And yeah. then you can physically do that in real life. Per se, but you seeing your friends, you seeing your, you, we know each other, right? I know your your stuff. I know you're messing about it. So when you see it in a virtual setting, when everybody has a different avatar, and you can even customize your avatar to be somebody else, put a different name to it, so you can literally be someone else, role play as somebody else. So the and the 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 experience is different. The the interaction is different. Mm -hmm. uh, the mindset is different. The perspective is different. The the way you approach things is different. Right, so it that's just like a small sample of like an example of how like we can actually utilize this. There's a lot more, you, like School of Computing Science actually do their presentation utilizing VR because like it's up to the students want to customize the the environment to suit whatever they want to present. They want to bring in assets. They want to bring in three D models and want to just to en enhance their presentation. And both of these um, examples, the lecturers have actually won gold. Uh, like one one in competitions, oh, awesome. uh, in research competitions like IUCL, uh, like yeah IUCL, and there's another one I can't remember, but like we won three awards actually. Like School of Education got like two medals, one gold and one bronze, and the School of Computer Science got one gold medal as well. So this is all like before the launch, <laughs> and they are awesome. still ongoing yeah. up up until today. They are still conducting these classes in in virtual reality. So it is uh, to add on to the question, like that's kind of like the present. So talking about the future, mm -hmm. there will be, I foresee like because we have a lot of like devices, we have. Um, virtual reality headsets, we have mixed reality headsets, we have an XR stage with the green screen with a large LED uh, with a trackers that tracks the camera with to translate their movement into 3D space. Yeah. So you can do like, if you've seen like shows like Mandalorian or The Batman, they do those kind of productions, we can do some something similar. Mm. We have that kind of setup as well. So it gives the lecturers newer ways to conduct their classes. It gives newer ways for students to create presentations of their own, They're utilizing the XR stage or even utilizing VR. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that we foresee that more lecturers and students actually come about and try out 
different different technology to actually add on to whatever they're they're already doing. Even like VFX students can utilize our space. School of Law can actually utilize the space as well. They, we have like a lecturer uh, from the School of Law are actually actively utilizing VR and she's actively giving talks on like ethical laws in the metaverse and whatnot. That's even like Interesting. before, mm. way before I came in to Taylor's back in March, she was already starting these things already. So like, yeah, there's a lot to be uncovered basically because like, we foresee that we would be main, the main thing in Taylor's that uh, different different uh, departments would actively use and we would expand to have our own team to create our own content because a lot of like, even like a lot of lecturers they came about, they have like really, really specific uh, requests per se. Can I have like a virtual hospital? Can I have like a metaverse that can teach about financial literacy? So it's really, really interesting questions. But we, we for now, because we just recently launched, we lack the human resource to create those, uh, those contents. But right now we are partnering up with industry partners uh, such as Ministry XR and other companies as well uh, to help us to kind of like work out um, content creation for some of these projects and whatnot. So we, we expect to have more industry partners in the future. Mm -hmm. And we expect to basically in the future that we can create more as well. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that, you know, in, uh, moving forward as well, it won't just be for the students and the faculty, but you also hope that uh, it will, you know, be potential to collaborate with other agencies, maybe the government, maybe uh, SMEs and all of that as well, right? Actually, yes. We have been receiving like a lot of guest visits coming out to coming to our Vortex XR Lab. Um, people from other universities, even like we receive like from their yeah, government agencies and whatnot. And we are working out like potential collaborations. We are looking for like industry partnerships to actively utilize our facility mm -hmm. for their own use, uses. But that's still on basically ongoing. We are basically working out the, those the, the, the details, the kings and what working out those details. But yeah, that is basically one of our plans. Basically, ideally, we want to have that collaboration with government agencies or even like other universities and whatnot, or even like private um, entities or agencies and, or any like uh, production houses. They want to utilize the extra stage because like they might not have the facility sure. or even like XR solutions uh, companies out there that they have ideas, they have the manpower, but they don't have the facility. Mm -hmm. They don't have like the devices and whatnot. We're here. We are, will be the one basically can provide the space. We provide the technology, we provide the facility and basically you guys can come over and utilize the space. That's <laughs> awesome. So, and you know, I guess just, just looking back, you know, you were thinking you wanted to do something in gaming. You weren't quite sure, but look at all the possibilities. Look where you are now. That's really quite amazing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because like, I've been like starting from like loving games and developing games as well on on the side and I did teach the bit like of like game theory when I was teaching VR so those things are still applicable in all of the the things that I'm currently doing basically because like uh there's a lot to study from games as well just from the game development or game studies itself there's a lot can be applied into like teaching or like anything other beyond that actually so that's the thing that i i really love and alhamdulillah basically it's applicable to whatever i right i like i'm doing right now even like towards xr development because like i've i work on xr development programming i work on the project management side as well so it is really interesting that basically like all of this 
tech is moving really, really fast. And now like the latest trend is like the metaverse, mm-hmm. NFT and whatnot. Everybody's kind of like jumping into it as well. So that's kind of like, we're trying like how to utilize that for education as well. Because like our main directive is basically for teaching and learning first, but not to say that we're not open for the industry works and whatnot. But basically, that's like the first priority. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's great. And, you know, I I wish you luck. I think, you know, many great things are going to come up from the Vortex XR Lab and also uh, the design school at Taylor's University. And um, if anyone's interested, of course, you know, to find out more, that website is just university.taylors.edu.my. Just search for Vortex Lab there. Uh, You'll find out everything there. My thanks to my guests. I've been speaking to Faisal Atar Mohammed Fazil, the NXR specialist at the Vortex XR lab at the design school at Tedders University. He was telling us how he became an XR specialist and all the different possibilities. So yeah, you know, folks, if your parents, if your kids are gaming and you're getting a bit worried, you know, there is just look at Faisal here, you know, there's a lot of potential from it. Uh, if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash learn, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. This conversation was brought to you by Taylor's University. Bryce with the best, where our community is our strength. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.